This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hello, family and friends. I'm Renette Marburg, ready to meet with you on my program, Rise. On this program, we have honest and truthful conversations around family challenges relevant to you. Rise on Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Finding God's truth for a way forward together. Good afternoon, family and friends, and welcome to this amazing rainy day that we have. And we are um, on Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. on my program called Rise, and I'm Renette Myberg. And we are so happy to be having you joining us this afternoon. And we've got such an interesting topic this afternoon. And we have got Pastor uh uh, Peter Olson, uh, he's a com- community operator and a pastor, but he stands up for the issues of social issues in the community. But first of all, we're going to listen to The Potter's House by Vishwan Mitchell. Good afternoon, and thank you for joining me, Renette Marburg, on 7 to 9 a.m. this afternoon on my program called Rise. And we have a privilege of having Pastor Peter Olson here from Babel South. Um, he has, is the founder of Belleville City Outreach, and he works so hard in trying to change the community and social issues in the area. But, you know, um, Pastor, uh, just welcome. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Good afternoon, Renit, and good afternoon, listeners, and thank you for this opportunity to, uh, to be here this afternoon. Yes, and we've I've worked with uh, Pastor Peter in the past, and we know that you work very hard amongst the uh, community, and your heart is really for the social issues amongst the youth. But you know, at the, at the end of the day, it actually extends to the the parenting um, and the the whole community actually that results in the issues that are keep popping up in uh, our community. And you know, we've got a we've got a very bad habit as people. <laughs> Um, to blame, you know, okay, the pastors aren't doing enough, the youth leaders, the teachers aren't doing enough, um, you know, uh, the government's not doing enough, you know, the DA's not doing enough, whatever. We keep looking outward to see who's doing something that has leadership when the ownership needs to actually come from the community itself. How do we take hands and how do we participate in the problems that actually solve a, have a solution. So tell me what have you experienced over the years in Bible South? Um, I'm saying that is obviously the area that you've been concentrating on, but if you look at the issues there, it is happening in every area at the moment. So we would like you just to give us an overview of your time that you've spent in Bible South. What has escalated? What has been the, the main issues? Before I go to um, what my overview is of what's happening within Babel, I have to go to the Word of God. The sure. Bible says in the book of Jeremiah 29, verse 7, He says, And work for the peace and the prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord. The emphasis is on pray to the Lord for it, because, because if it prospers, you will prosper. Amen. The call is, is to work for the peace of the city. And I've grown up in Belleville South. Let me just 
elaborate a bit. Um, when I was in school, when I was still uh, on high school, I used to go to the library. The library was my Google. Nowadays, kids go to their smartphone and they just Google whatever they need to know. And there was, there was a lot of interaction when it comes to me as, um, when I grew up, I interacted every single day without using a mobile phone. I would, I would connect with my friends outside and we would connect. But now things have changed. Things have changed so much within our communities. We, we, um, we have moved away from each other and we moved to social media platforms. We, we, we communicate with, with each other via social media platforms and there's no more those interactions. We don't know each other physically anymore. And I believe the reason why there's so much turmoil in the streets is because people are disconnected from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, that factor of humanity has, has decreased. We, we don't have that interaction like we used to have in the and past. And caring for each other. And caring for each other. Um, we, we think that if we have a soup kitchen, we are making a difference. But food is one level of, of, of need that people have. Um, I, I used to tell my, my wife, in, or not just my wife, but everyone that's in my family, whenever we sit down at night, let's switch our phones off, we switch our, our things off, and we just sit and we just talk. Let's just, let us just connect on, on, on a, a level that is not connected to any device or TV or whatever. Yes. Because I believe to, if you want to see community transformation, we need to disconnect from what disconnects us as people. And we need to reconnect again. There's no transformation, there's no uh, change within communities unless we come to that place where we see each other again. We sometimes see a, a person stuck in drugs and we see him as a drug addict, but who's the person behind the drugs? We see the drug dealer, but we don't see the person that's selling the drugs. We need to come to that place where we see people again, where we see each other not as what we are doing, but who they are. And I've seen how people's lives are changed through our ministry because we see people. We don't see the problem first, we first see them. And when we see them, we see change. And I believe that as um, a ministry within a community, there is so much social issues. We have realized that it is time that we step out of churchianity and into Christianity, where we put Jesus first again, and not our church, church systems and our, uh, our, our prayer meetings. We have, we have programmed Jesus out of our churches. It is time that we, it's time that we bring Jesus back into the church again and let him take control of our ministries and that we don't just speak to people but we walk with people we don't just minister to people but we administer the gospel to people because there's a big difference that is why i believe that our ministry is effective within this in our area because we don't see our community we don't look at from a church's perspective we look we're looking at our community from god's perspective we're looking not at the problems we're looking at how we can be the solution to the problems. Yes, that is powerful. That is powerful. And I know you've walked the streets. I know you walk the streets daily. And I mean, you don't just address the issues of the, you know, the, the problems of the youth and all that, but you even address the like the sewerage and the, and the, and 
you know, what's happening in, I mean, I know you, you're dealing with that, you know, and how is it that only one person keeps putting up his hand? Let's talk about the flooding in, in, in Babel South. You know, who's dealing with the issues of um, the garbage being not, you know, just being dumped all over? You're the one that keeps putting up your hand. So how do we encourage other pastors or other community leaders? How do we, you, what is it that you would like to see? Um, that we move into, an, a, a, you know, first of all, I think you've got, you were talking about, uh, you know, these street parties that your youth are having in, in the area and nothing's being done about it. So could you possibly just give us a little bit of a background of what is also not happening on government level and municipal level either to, to assist you in help getting the community solved, or the problems in the community solved? I mean, Renit, the, look, over the past two months, I've noticed something on social media, and I've noticed even in our community, where people are sitting, sitting up street parties. The youngsters are sitting up street parties, and it's, um, they're partying, and there's no social distancing. We're still in COVID. We still have level one, the restrictions that has been set in place. And what I've noticed, it is no enforcement of bylaws to keep these um, street parties of happening and I've realized something is that um, for us to really get these things to stop we can't point finger and say look um, they're doing this and they're doing that but we're doing nothing mm. it's time that we as as pastors not just as pastors and but as, as family members uh, parents yes. uh, where's everybody in the street mm -hmm. actually cooperating and 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 allowing this to happen yeah uh, even in your look it's a street party so that means there's a lot of families that's involved in this thing there's a lot of people that is is is, is partaking within that because it is within a a, a a street so what i've realized is is that um pastors need to start mobilizing local local because some of the churches have leaders within those streets they have they have uh, a congregants that lives within those streets it's time that pastors go down to ground level where they not just preaching to people but that they're getting into the streets and actually go out and address issues on ground level where they show people uh, uh, what the right thing is and what the wrong thing is it's time that we don't send people to do what you're supposed to do but you go and you do what needs to be done so that those things that are happening in our streets can be dealt with. I, I believe there's so, some churches have so much resources. These young people, the Bible says idle hands. They, they are idle. They don't have anything else to do. So what do they do? They take their leading from the world. They take their leading from, from whatever is in society that gives guidance and leading. It is time that pastors start stepping out and setting up programs in communities where they draw in young people. These young mm. people are looking for avenues where they can socialize. They're looking for avenues where they can get together and, 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 and connect, human connection. It is time that the church And who's listening and who's hearing them? Yes, they, they're looking. One of the things that I've realized, before you can be understood, you need to understand. So for us to get young people to understand us, we first need to understand them. We cannot come from a different culture group meaning that from a, a different age group and try and dictate to them what they're supposed to do. But we need to get to their level, find out what is the issues that they're dealing with. What is the stuff that they want uh, for them as young people mm. and, and create the environments where they are safe. 
we, we leave them to themselves. We, they need to decide what they want to do. But it's time that we as, as pastors, as, as, as leaders in our community, as take the leading. That is why we are leaders. Mm. Yes. And also to bridge that gap mm-hmm. because there is a really a difference of um, accessibility. You know, there's such a gap. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, how do you people make yourselves accessible and known to, to to your community that they can just come and knock on, on your church door and say, Pastor, I'm, I'm in trouble mm-hmm. or I need help. And um, it's just you have to go to church before you get helped. And that shouldn't be. We should be going into the community. Um, it's time time for our churches to to... You know, the community leaders, even um, even if you are just normal cell leaders or mm-hmm. any any form of leadership, or even as a, as a parent of a street, maybe, get parents together. How do, we, how do we partner with maybe the street party and make it accessible that lets us hear what your people's issues are and make it a difference? Mm-hmm. So, um, like, for instance, what has transpired in, like you said, you know, Violence has come from these street parties. Yes, uh, Maranit. Uh, a couple of weeks back, a guy was murdered in our community. And um, what I've noticed was is that at these street parties, what happens is is that young people, they drink, they use drugs, um, there's loud music. Um, I'm, not, I'm not saying loud music is bad. I'm not saying that music is bad. But what I'm saying is this, there's all these influences at these parties. And what happens is, at times there's two rival gangs or there's two rival groups that's there. When they're drunk or they're intoxicated, what happens is they then see the problems that they have with each other and they fight. And when they fight, either innocent people get hurt or one of them get hurt or somebody get killed. Like in the couple of weeks back, somebody got killed. And what, what, what transpires from these events is not good. It is bad. And we as leaders need to create the environment where where we get these youngsters into a safe environment where, where they want a party. Let's, let us create the environment and we set the, the pace for them. Um, rather than them setting the pace and, and them setting up things for them. I agree totally. And, you know, we have to understand that, um, as you said, uh, there's so much work, but the labor is of you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we keep expecting and you have the same people keep doing the same work and you cannot expect that you know to be lone rangers so um i just want us after the after the break we can just chat about you know how can we motivate uh, f- uh, family members and 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 the community to start bonding again um and and reaching out to each other so maybe you can come up with some ideas and just highlight some of the issues that you are finding amongst the youth that has escalated you know, uh, amongst them. So, um, but we can listen to more of you by Koketsu Shange. Good afternoon and thank you for joining us uh, on Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. And my program is called Rise, but I would love to encourage you to WhatsApp us on 081 or SMS us on 37988, telegram us on 081-729-1657 and 
Our counselling department is 021-91-77-000. And you will be able to connect with us on any level if there's anything that you'd like to know uh, about uh, Radio Cape Pulpit or about our programme or our guests. Please contact us. We'd love to hear from you. And um, But we've been so privileged to have Pastor Peter Olsen here. Um, he's a community leader and a pastor in Bavel South. Um, and he is just doing phenomenal work there. But, you know, as I said, Lone Rangers, we can't always just do everything ourselves. So he's just been really trying to motivate. We're going into the month of June which is highlighting um, the needs of our youth and bringing our youth to the forefront and all the issues that are going on around them. So we just wanted to uh, ignite some fire um, of participation and what can you bring to the table to uh, bring solutions to these troubled areas. So thank you so much for joining us, Pastor Peter Olson. We really appreciate all the amazing work that you're doing there. But please tell us, how can we as community, maybe not even from Balville South, but from Balville South. And obviously it would be great if the people in Balville South joins uh, arms with you to help what is happening in Balville. Um, Ranit, um, we had a holiday program um, during the school holidays um, that we called the Inspire Holiday Program. But we were thinking as a, a ministry that we don't just want it during school holidays. We actually want to expand it and have a after-school program within our community where we can actually reach out to our community. Um, it is time that we take ownership of, of our community. We cannot expect somebody else to come in and actually reach out to your community, reach out to your children. It is time that we that stay there in the Bible South area, take ownership, take responsibility and do something uh, for your community and um, we have, we have um, decided that we want to do, we took out churches equipment, we have um, some music equipment, we have guitars and we have keyboards and we have actually only those three instruments, two guitars and a keyboard. We want, but we want to use that as a, a, a mini after school music workshop or music training um, session for, for kids to come into and um, learn to play uh, a keyboard, learn to play a guitar, not just learn to play a guitar and not just learn to play a keyboard, but also um, come in and learn uh, the art of dancing or learn the art of, of, of acting and, and, and playwriting, those type of things. And we are, we are putting our feelers out there and we are looking for people that are willing to come alongside us and say, look, we want to we wanna assist you assisting others to break free from drugs. We want to assist you to help others to break free from prostitution. We want to assist you to assist others to break free of, of gang activities. We want, we need the help. We cannot do this on our own. No ministry is an island. Nobody can do any, everything or, or, or anything on their own. They need the help. They need the assistance. Even if we have old music equipment, even if you have uh, the finances to, to, to sow towards what we are uh, endeavoring to do within our area. Um, we, we were running the Inspire Holiday Program for the past two years, almost almost two years, and uh, we, we, we decided we don't just want it over school holidays. The reason for that is um, COVID caused kids to um, schools don't always have school every day. That's so there's a lot of kids on the streets and I've noticed as well that after school there's a lot of young people just uh, roaming around the streets and we want to set up an environment where kids can come into and not just 
learn how to play music, but learn how to interact with others. Because um, the reason why there's so much gangs, just hear me. I'm, I'm, I was thinking of this yesterday, is that the reason why kids join, join gangs is not because there's something wrong with them. They join gangs because the one thing that we called family that is supposed to be the main gang is broken. Yeah. And it's time that we bring kids into structures like this so that we can show them family and then work through them back into families back into and allow families. families to create an environment where those kids are safe. But we cannot do it on our own. We need your assistance. We need your help. Whatever resources you have, whatever expertise you have, come alongside us and assist us to assist the community. Look, I've noticed something, that substance abuse, the, the use of substance abuse in our area have increased. Gang activities have increased. Psychosis related to substance abuse have increased. It is time that we don't just see this stuff, but that we do something about it. I'm calling on every pastor, every every community leader, every activist, anyone out there that has the, the expertise, the know-how, how to deal with the issues that we as a ministry are facing with, not just as a ministry, but as a community are facing with, because we see the peop we see the individual when he's in the state, when he's drunk or when he's drugged up, and we see him as a drug addict. But who is that person? Yes. There's a person behind the, the drug use. Uh, my heart breaks when I see an individual walking past me and I know how he looked like five years ago. Yes. And you see him messed up and your heart breaks just to reach out to him. But you don't have the know-how or the resources to actually break him out of the substance. I can pray for him, yes. I can minister to him in, in word, yes. But to help him through the other phases, yes. we need specialized expertise. We need people to come alongside and say, look, pastor, I'm willing to assist you where you have a lack, where you don't have the know-how or the resources, but we will come alongside and assist you. That's amazing. That is exactly what the community needs. And, you know, um, you were talking about parenting as well, the lack of parenting. Um, and not lack, but that, yes, parents are really struggling at the moment financially, um, being able to not really get involved. And you said about the belonging. So people conglomerate at these parties, and this is where they feel they belong because parents aren't ap are absent either for work reasons or both parents are working or both parents have issues or there's so many fatherless homes. So um, how do we encourage our listeners to participate in their daily children's, the, who their children are in the mm -hmm. process? Um, Renette, you know what? I've noticed and I've, I've realized this is that kids are not looking for presents. They're looking for presents. Yes. We give them presents and we think we're giving them love. Kids are looking for presents. Let me explain this as well. My father was financially present, but he was emotionally absent. Yes. He was socially present, but he was spiritually absent. It is time that we start as a family breaking the normal norm. And we, we start spending time with our kids because they instead of money. Yeah, they're craving for our presence and not our presence. So true. That is such an essence of our problem is that we overcompensate in gadgets and TV and games and everything else except for our time. And we think 
that that is solving problems. When you think you've got a child that's lying on his bed playing games, is a good child. No, he's an absent child. He is in a, in the cyber world. How, you know, this is where we need to encourage. I mean, COVID has actually come in a time where we can actually enjoy that. But are we stepping into it? Because why has the problems escalated? I, like I said earlier, is that when, when we are absent, we leave kids to themselves. Right. I've noticed that we used to have social, right? We used to have communities, mm. local communities, but now we have cyber communities. That's it. Stuff has become globalized. It's not small anymore. It has become globalized. So now we have influences, not just from our local communities, but we have influences from outside of our communities, outside of our cultural groups, outside of our social groups. We have influence and not even, when I was small, my mom used to tell me, don't let, don't talk to strangers when you go out. Now I don't even have to leave my house to speak to a stranger. Yes. Because I speak to a stranger via social media. I connect with strangers, they're not even part of my community, but they're part of the pedophile don't need to walk into your house anymore to be a, you can come via social media into your house and actually do things. Ah, hear me this morning, people out there. We need to become present in the lives of our young people and not just give them stuff. They need you. Parents, hear me this morning. They need you. They don't need your, your money. They don't need, they need you. Your, your, your presence speaks louder than what you can give them. That is such a profound word to, to end up on. But we are, we're going to first listen to one place, Tasha Cobbs featuring Pastor Bertha. And we are just so um, uh, on fire for what you are offering now. But we're going to carry on talking about uh, these, you know, th possibly the solutions straight after this. Thank you for joining me on this rainy afternoon on Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. And we had the privilege of really chatting up with uh, Pastor Peter Olson from Belleville's, um, Belleville Outreach, uh, City Outreach. And he has really been doing phenomenal work in, in Belleville. So, uh, Pastor, how can they get hold of How can people just partner with you? Um, and, you, you know, it might not be right now, but in up until the 16th, you know, you've got an event coming Tell us more about what that's going to look like and um, how exciting, you know, your vision is for the transformation in Bible. Okay, um, thank you, Lynette. Um, we have an event um, that's coming down on the 16th of June, um, 2021. Um, the, the, the title of the event is called Vision 2026. What we want to do is, is get together um, the youth of our community and it's, it's a dialogue session where we want to get you to sit down and really talk about what's happening in Bible South. Not just what's happening in Bible South, but what's happening amongst the youth within the city. Um, we want to we wanna hear from them on, on how we as a community can deal with, 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 with the issues that they are facing with. We cannot, we cannot uh, address anything unless we know what the, the actual issues are. That is why we are setting up this dialogue session with young people, but it's not just going to be a dialogue session, but it's also going to be a session where there is uh, a different speakers because we also want to motivate them. We also want to inspire the youth that's going to be there. So we have decided to invite a couple of, 
couple of guests, Melina Rousseau, that is from the Women Leads Movement. Um, she is selected by the Obama Foundation as a leader within Africa. Um, with the with the session we are go with the dialogue session we're also gonna set up an action plan that we're gonna use to to as a guideline to address the issues that our community is facing. So so her organization is gonna take the responsibility of facilitating the process of setting of of of, of she's gonna do uh, uh, facilitate the dialogue session and also pull up the the action plan that our community needs to address the social issues that we are faced with. We're also going to have uh, Angelique Schumann, founder and director of Flatlight Dance Theatre, that's going to be there as a motivational speaker, but also to motivate via dance. That's going to use her resources, her, her skills, her skill set to address the things that young people are facing within the Babel South area on the 16th of June. And we're going to have large Last but not least, Zayn Mias from the Fatherhood Foundation. And we're going to have Renette Mayberg. Sorry, I forgot. We're also going to have Renette Mayberg um, there that's going to share her story based on his story. Amen. What she has gone through, her, through her journey in life. And she's going to use that to inspire the young people as well. What we do need is, is to get young people to come along. Uh, what we need is, is, is people out there to come alongside us and to assist us to make this day not just possible, but to, to, to really make it a phenomenal day. Um, uh, promote it. Ask young people to, to you, can, you can get hold of us via our, 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 our social media pages. You can, uh, we are Babel City Outreach on Facebook. We are Babel City Outreach on, 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 on Twitter. You can find me as Pastor Peter Olson. You can, you can uh, on, on Instagram, I'm also Pastor Peter Olson. You can, you can but for, for you to make contact with us, make contact with us via Facebook. Our, our, our Facebook page is Belvel City Outreach. Uh, Belvel City Outreach. Um, inbox us, send us messages to find out how you can get involved, how you can get connected, and how, how you can be part of this event as well. Amazing. That is going to be so much fun. I can't wait for it myself. Um, so I just want to encourage you. Thank you. Just join. See how you can partner with Pastor, Pastor Olsen and see how you can participate and enjoy the, the day on the 16th. But... We are going to have to close up now, and we have such an amazing week ahead of us. So, listeners, be safe, stick to the rules, and thank you, for Pastor Peter, for all the work that you are doing in the community. We really appreciate you. May the Lord just take you from glory to glory, from strength to strength, and prosper you and your ministry in every area and meet the needs of our communities. So please partner with him, and we just want to say goodbye and thank you. Until next week, we will see you, and have a great, great blessed weekend. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.